Have you ever noticed how a calm mind can really set the stage for a good night's sleep? That's the idea behind our new podcast, Good Sleep. Greg, our host from Optimal Relationships Daily, is here to help ease you into a peaceful night's rest with some positive affirmations. And these affirmations aren't just comforting. They can help ease anxiety and nurture positive thoughts, setting you up for true good sleep. So press play on good sleep tonight because a good tomorrow starts with a good night's sleep. Just search for good sleep in your podcast app and be sure to pick the one from Optimal Living Daily. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 845. In real estate, money is made on the purchase, not on the sale, part two by Sam of FinancialSamurai.com. And I am your host and narrator here on the show. My name is Dan, and I'm here each weekday reading to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. And today's post is actually a continuation from yesterday's, so if you happen to be new here, it would be best to listen to that episode first. That's uh, yesterday, episode 844. But if you're all caught up, let's go ahead and hear part two as we continue optimizing your life. In Real Estate, Money is Made on the Purchase, Not on the Sale, Part 2, by Sam of FinancialSamurai.com. Quote, We would have offered way more. End quote. I told Nancy and Bob, the prospective realtors visiting my house, this story, and they told me their clients would have offered way more back in 2014. When I asked how much more, they responded, up to $1.35 million. $1.35 million is in the ballpark because that would mean the property is up a realistic 15% in 2.3 years based on the $1.55 million comp that just sold in the third quarter of 2016. 15% is still a healthy 75% return on a 20% down payment. I asked Nancy and Bob why they didn't just offer more to win. They said when they contacted John to make the offer, he told them that the deal was already ratified and ignored their request. This time, John fought for me. Spending a couple of hours getting to know John basically saved me over $120,000 because I also would have come up to $1.35 million back then if necessary. I had lost out on a property the month before where I offered $1.51 million and the winner offered $1.8 million. That house was listed for $1.2 million. Nutso. John told me he retired with enough money to live out his days. Therefore, his priority wasn't trying to get top dollar. Instead, he was more interested in getting the transaction done in as easy a manner as possible. This is exactly how I feel as an early retiree. Once you have enough money, the desire for more money begins to fade. You just want a big, fat, easy button you can press to make things happen. Here's a key point to remember. In real estate, getting the purchase right is paramount. You can always refinance your mortgage, but you can never change your purchase price. A great purchase price helps create a perpetually lower tax basis, at least here in California due to Proposition 13. A great purchase price also improves your internal rate of return. Purchase Negotiation Recap 1. Understand what the sellers and the realtor want beyond just a high price. Maybe the sellers want a three-month rent-back period so they can do a 1031 exchange. Be flexible moving in. Maybe the sellers want to make sure the new owners keep their 70-year-old oak tree. Tell them you'll not only keep the tree, but prune it regularly and plant another oak tree to keep it company. They will love you for saying so due to the emotion attached to real estate. Listening is a crucial skill. Two, be a person of your word. There once was a time when your word was your bond. Now people flake all the time because they are dishonorable and selfish. 
A person of their word shows up on time, responds to all phone calls and emails immediately, and commits to specific transaction milestones as expected. For instance, 3% deposit earnest money. Three, build a relationship with the seller and the agent. Write letters, send pictures, spend as much time talking in person or over the phone. Understand that it's much harder to screw a person over once they've developed a connection. The same concept goes for people trying to negotiate a severance. Most of you would never screw over your parents, siblings, or loving spouse just for more money. People take care of people they like. Four, get smart enough to thoroughly understand the real estate transaction process and the documents so you can use the strategy of convincing the selling agent to represent you. You'll not only get the inside scoop on everything that comes up, you'll also be able to split the 2 to 3% commissions he saves by representing both sides. The internet should give you 80% of the information needed to transact. The other 20% will be gained by you poking holes in the drywall. 5. Methodically grow your network. Your local realtor community is relatively small. The more people you know, the higher your chance of getting a heads up on an off-market opportunity or close a deal on more favorable terms. Let's say the average person owns a home for seven years before selling or moving. If you just get to know one realtor a month through leisurely open house hunting, you'd grow your network by 84 realtors. It's been a great two plus years living in my house so far. The walkout deck off the master bedroom is done and waiting for final inspection. All that's left is some landscaping. The joy of real estate blows away the joy of investing in the stock market. It's no fun being a passive investor collecting dividends while the real money gets made by senior management and majority shareholders. Being able to take advantage of a 2.5% mortgage rate while also being able to deduct the interest off my income feels almost illegal. Knowing the property has appreciated by about 30% is just icing on the cake because I don't plan to sell. Instead, I plan to enjoy the home for at least two to five more years, then rent it out for more semi-passive income and then buy another sweet pad to live out my remaining days. Money is made on the purchase because you're spending less than necessary through skillful negotiation. Money is not made on the sale because a wise person holds forever. You just listened to part two of the post titled In Real Estate, Money is Made on the Purchase, Not on the Sale by Sam of FinancialSamurai.com. It's no secret that something always comes up when you're running a small business. It's time to take the pain out of payroll benefits and HR and put the joy back in running your business with Gusto. Gusto's payroll and HR services can make it a little easier. Gusto was designed for you, the small business owner. They take the pain out of running a business, automatically calculating paychecks, filing payroll taxes, setting up open enrollment. Gusto does it all. Want more? Time tracking, health insurance, 401k, onboarding, commuter benefits, offer letters, access to HR experts, you get the idea. With Gusto, you can focus on the joy of running your business. It's super easy to set up and get started. And if you're moving from another provider, Gusto can transfer all your data for you. It's no surprise 94% of customers are likely to recommend Gusto, 94. Here's the best part. Because you're a listener, you get three months totally free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com OFD. Again, that's gusto.com slash OFD. I'm telling you, you're gonna love Gusto. Get started today. And that's 845 episodes of Optimal Finance Daily now in the books. Thank you so much for your support and for listening, for being here every day. And I'll be back with you next week with more posts.
So have a great weekend and I'll catch you on Monday where your optimal life awaits.